Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Bozo the clown is dead. Some people in America are cheering today. Some people in America are saddened today. Some people don't like clowns. We all kind of knew who Bozo the Clown was, depending on how much TV you watched as a kid. No. B-O-Z-O. Sorry. You've never heard of Bozo the Clown? No. How could you not know who Bozo the Clown is? I don't know. I just don't. How can you call yourself a clown and not know who Bozo is? Hey, man, what are you hassling me for? This is just a gig. It's not my life. For some people, it was their life, and the life of Bozo has passed. It's time to bury him, but we'll talk more about that later. There was Bozo Circus, which was uh, out there. There was Bozo on TV back in the late 40s, basically a lot in the 60s. <clears throat> Bozo was uh, played by multiple characters in multiple countries. He was beloved. He was created by Alan Livingston. Now, I'm not, a, I'm not a clown guy, but I'm also not a kind of guy who looks under his bed looking for clowns, you know? <clears throat> I let the clowns do their own thing. I'm not fighting evil clowns. There's always controversy around clowns and whether they're funny or not funny. But was it, he a true television pioneer? I think you could probably say that on some levels, and that's the only reason I'm still kind of talking about him. And what's more, you know, how many more times in my life am I going to be able to talk about Bose the Clown? Probably not many. The opportunities to talk about famous clowns dying and to try to get an investment lesson out of it are few and far between. Obviously, I was a child who watched a little bit of television, so I knew who Bozo the was. And that's sad. I was a latchkey kid, sort of. Not really, but kind of. Um, the, the character Bozo the Clown is a character that you can buy and sell. Um, so the clown character has been bought through the years by different entertainers who want it to be said Bozo the Clown. I know you're saying, who knew? Mike, you want to join in? I don't know what Mike has to say about any of this. It's me! Don't read me the clown! Oh, my. Um, yeah, I, I think we can bury that. <laughs> so, um... TV who played Bozo the Clown bids farewell. Um, You know who's going to die next? That dog, Benji. These iconic television stars and what have you. They're dying too fast. Bozo and then Benji. Benji hit by the side of a car. Anyway, um, talk about digressing, right? What did I eat today? Or what did I get into? What do you call that? 
What do you call that red gooey stuff in between an elephant's toes? A slow clown? <laughs> um, what do you call a fish that tastes funny? Clownfish? How do you get... Wait, 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 one more, one more, one more. How do you kill a circus clown? You go for the juggler? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I once got into a career. I, I once became an optometrist in Mexico, and I called my optometry company III. And then I manufactured clown shoes after that failed, and I, my clown shoe factory was called No Small Feet. Hmm. <laughs> Why? Uh, that's it. That's it. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I want to find love and happiness in Bose of the Clown Dying, you know. Eh. What's the clown from It? He's probably happy today, right? Right? Or is this one of those things where no one can ever be happy anymore? The clowns are dead. Um, so anyway. Lucky rabbit's foot, huh? I know you're saying clowns, rabbit's feet. What do we have? Oh. Um, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> Stop it. Now you're giving me a, a complexion. Um, and I just hit my head and I got a concussion. Uh, or percussion. Oh, good God. I can't even tell my own jokes anymore. Please, oh, everyone. Fam, you're please. switched on. You're a bit of all right. Yes. So the markets don't always start happy and, and swell and up and positive. And there's a lot of finger pointing going on right now. The Federal Reserve's out there talking Fed FUD and rate heights, hikes. Hike, hike, hike. Uh, making the cost of money more expensive, making the cost of borrowing more expensive, making the cost of doing business and taking chances more expensive. You got some renewed weakness in Facebook. Um, is Facebook going to snap out of their funk or are they going to weigh on tech stocks? The big fear on Facebook is they just pulled a Microsoft moment where Microsoft didn't understand that the European Union really didn't like the idea of putting a browser built into the operating system to stop Netflix, to stop Netscape from growing. Now, I myself love moments like this, because to me, I don't think there's an alternative for Facebook, do you? You could turn it off. Some people don't, don't, haven't even turned it on at this point in time. Um, so that's out there. You've got Zuckerberg saying he's open to testifying and he's open to regulations. Now, I, I don't say that. So regulations cost business, you know, big doleros. Um, but again, should they be regulated? We regulate car seats. We regulate tobacco ads. You know, should we regulate how much time kids have Facebook or what ads they're seeing on Facebook? I would love that. You know, YouTube is all well and dandy until your kid's watching a... You know, XXMCG, you know, guy who does uh, YouTube videos on on Minecraft. And then there's a, like a neo-Nazi commercial during his, his session of watching Minecraft videos. So should some should Facebook be regulated or should the parents regulate? A lot of interesting stuff right now. So Facebook getting a little bit slippery again.
Um, <clears throat> Apple, Nike, Starbucks um, are in the crosshairs today of China. President Donald Trump is expected to announce tariffs on up to $50 billion of Chinese imports against China. And who can get hit? Agricultural is one area where China is the biggest buyer of U.S. soybeans. Now, they could pass U.S. soybeans and go for Brazilian or Argentina. I don't know what the whole soybean market of the world is. But if you hurt the U.S. with soybeans, you're going to probably hurt deer in Archer Daniels Midland. Japanese-made cars in China saw a sharp drop in sales when Beijing and Japan got into a, a tiff. So consumer brands that have made headway into China could pull back a bit. Nike, Apple, Yum, Starbucks. They're the ones who are doing the most business in China easily, easiest. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. So I think shares of Facebook are becoming very attractive. I don't like Facebook using it myself. I do. Um, I tend to find that a lot of my time is wasted on Facebook, and I feel embarrassed after the fact. But Zuckerberg has created a situation where your photos are stored, and they pay for it. And I think ultimately that's what a lot of people really like, is that it's a pretty enough, good enough, doable enough solution for documenting your life. So there's a lot of talk right now about regulating Facebook. There's a lot of talk about, you know, the brand being damaged. And that's one of the reasons I talk about brands so often. It's important for brands to really get ahead of problems as fast as you can in this day and age um, and to apologize. A good example is at one point in time, United had a bad 2016-2017. One customer was asked to leave the plane, and he said no, and they basically put security cops, security guards on him, and the guy left bloodied, and that didn't have to happen. And then they're like, we'll do an investigation. No, no, no. First thing you say is, we are so, so sorry that this happened, and we will make sure that we do the best we can in the future. Thank you for your concern. We're concerned. We're so, so sorry. Um, We're in the business of service. There's like a model for this now, you know, and then a dog dies on a plane or a dog gets shipped to China instead of uh, Minnesota and the families in Minnesota waiting for their dog. And they're all upset. And the couple people in China are excited because it looks like one showed up. Ooh, uh, I, I like that American barbecue. Behave yourself. Is that what you called Poochie? Poochie from Minnesota is American barbecue. What are you talking about, fool? Uh, I know, I know, I know. I'm off topic. So Facebook uh, facing regulatory scrutiny. Right now, the European Union and the United States are going, what is this going on here? And they're also got some problems with Snapchat. Um, Facebook is much more than just Facebook. They're Instagram and WhatsApp. But they are seeing, you know, some weakness in Facebook. Expected to see a 5.6%, 9.3% decline in users under 25 in 2018. So, and those people will be going to Instagram or 
snap or both or question mark, question mark, question mark. So there's a lot of headwinds right now. With that said, I don't see a lot of competition. I'll have to take a look to see if my friends are posting as much as they used to. Um, because some of my friends have migrated to Snapchat. <clears throat> but for me personally, when I, I I think it could be very interesting is what I'm going to say. I'll say it on Snap. Um, so I'm going to stay right there. Um, Micron's reporting tonight after the market. That's an important one. Uh, their stock has been running up. They've kind of got that play into the story of big tech of uh, data centers and Internet of Things and computer demand and phone demand. And so we'll, we'll learn a little bit more. Um, and I think that's a good thing. So Apple, always in the news. A lot of investors are focused on device sales at Apple, whereas Apple wants you to kind of focus on the services at this point in time. Morgan Stanley has a $203 price target, about 21% above current levels on the Barron's next 50 stock shares. Suggested several levers um, the company could use to accomplish getting higher. So um, a lot of people right now are like, how is Apple going to do it? Is it going to be with Apple Music? Is it going to be iCloud? Is it going to be Apple Pay? Apple Pay is widely available in a lot of retailers, but it suffers from low usage. I have tend to find with Apple Pay that every time they release a software update, you have to like reinstall your cards, and it's like a pain in the, the tushy. I could be wrong, but it is what it is. The App Store is a broadening payment options can accelerate demand, original content, and augmented reality apps, which, again, I still have yet to see one that's likable. Although the new Star Wars movie comes out, and I instantly get iTunes, and I instantly grab it, and I instantly think to myself, I'll have that for 20 or 30 more years until we're no longer streaming. And then streaming's going to be replaced by putting movies into your head or something. I'll be like, oh, well, they suckered me. Why did I buy this you know, on-demand crap? But yeah, that'll happen, right? So Apple's all about services right now. And one analyst says, we can, we can see Apple get into $203 a share pretty easily. Okay, so that's kind of an important one to pay attention to. They're one of those companies that, as they drop, they te- seem to keep hitting support right at about a 10% correction. So Facebook's right about there. And uh, will the tech rally end forever and ever? Hey, I think when you start talking about regulations, I mean, what if you know Netflix, they start going, Netflix is too big and... Some you know, government officials said Broadcom and Qualcomm tend to get together. And, you know, um, will the Salesforce going after MuleSoft be okay or not okay? Because, like, some of these things are spurring the market to go a little bit higher. They're kind of counting on these, these trends to kind of not abate, but to linger a little bit. So, anyway. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, yeah, so trade war is one of the big stories of today and tariffs. I think that the market's digesting the Federal Reserve yesterday, raising interest rates and what they said about the future. Again, they were a little bit bullish on the economy in the short term and kind of bearish on inflation in the long term. It was a pretty interesting call. And what I like to do when you know they raise interest rates, I kind of like to watch the 10-year Treasury in large part, it tells me 
when it was playing with 2.85, 2.86, 2.88, people were like, okay, the 2.9, the 2.9 handle's coming. How's the market going to like that? When the Fed Reserve raised short-term interest rates, the 10-year Treasury should have gone a little bit wider. It should have gone to 2.9 from 2.85. But guess what it did? It went down to 2.81, showing weakness. Telling you, a lot of people think the U.S. economy is not that sharp and that the Fed's not going to raise rates as fast as expected. Otherwise, that 10-year Treasury should have been moving in the other direction, towards 3, and not towards 2.7. 2.9 handle tells you the economy is better. 2.7 tells you the economy is not that great. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Love you. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So I saw something of note today. I was driving up 101. And, uh... I'm near the ballpark, the old ballpark, candlestick exit. And someone's getting on 101 North, but he's driving south. So he was supposed to, he was using the exit off 101 North as an entrance onto 101 South, but it was going on 101 North. And I probably missed him by, I'm going to guess maybe 20 yards. Not much. And uh, I remember he's going the wrong way, and I'm like, this is going to end very, very badly. This is the ones that, like, head-on collisions that kill everyone instantly. And again, it just it reminds me um, to remind you, things can happen fast. Pay attention when you drive. We don't have automated self-driving cars yet, and we saw that one was involved in a fatal accident the other day. Which the video they showed, I would have hit the person. Like, she came out of nowhere. So I don't know if the car was truly expected to miss it, um, but it did. So taking a look at the uh, road maps right now, and there's a little bit of rain in the Bay Area, not not like the weather that Northeast is getting, um, but it's enough to upset people. There's trees down, there's couches in the road, there's drivers going the wrong way. That's why you need disability insurance. Had that driver clipped me today, and I own my own company, and I'm an independent contractor, who's going to pay me not to work? It's a good question, right? So disability insurance is super important. The odds of me dying instantly in a head-on-head much greater than, you know, me skidding into a downed tree. Probably going to be a little banged up, but not dead. So you get disability insurance. Then you also get term life insurance. Term life insurance is there in case the guy does come the wrong way. And maybe it's protecting your business that you built through the years that now you can't sell because you were the key man. Maybe it's protecting, you know, uh, the dual incomes that your family needs to pay for the mortgage. Insurance is there to protect. It's not there to make you know, money off of. Again, the number one question that I keep getting on a pretty regular basis right now is, you know, what are my thoughts on Bitcoin? And when I say insurance is there to protect, it's not there to you know, hit a home run. 
Bitcoin is there to hit home run or strike out. It's literally like going to Vegas for me or Reno or the Indian Casino or what have you. I go in with a losing thought. I've got $2,000 in my pocket that I've already lost. Same thing with Bitcoin. You're literally buying digital currencies that if there's a solar flare and there's no electricity on the planet ever again, you know, name some science fiction movie, right? Well, you can't get to your currency if it's in electrical form, right? I know you're saying, that's ridiculous, Rob. Are you calling for a solar flare to knock out all electricity and all digital currencies forever and ever? Kinda. I'm not, but kinda. Could happen. I saw it in a movie once. So Bank of America's out there today. And um, they're interesting to me right now because they're one of those companies that has a brokerage arm, Merrill Lynch. And that happened during the whole financial emergency currency issues. And uh, if I can make a long story short, they're a company with a damaged name. So anytime they talk about other companies, I'm always like, oh, I wonder, you know, isn't that cattle calling the pot black kind of thing? Um, but Bank of America slashing its forecast on Facebook. So 2017 and 2018, in my opinion, kind of started, people started asking the right questions. Is Amazon getting too big? What's Facebook doing with our information? What's Google doing with our information? You know, should I be paying $1,000 for a phone? And then, you know, through the years, we get into the phone hacking scandals and terrorist phones. And do we break into those? Do we not break into those? What sort of precedent do we set by doing business in China as big tech companies when China has pretty much so Python-like hold on the idea of you don't own the data. Chinese government owns the data. So Apple will be like, oh, yes, sir. Here's your data, sir. So 2017, 2018, I think we started asking the right questions. Um, you know, I know that my phone is tracking me no matter, even if it's, even if I say it's not tracking me. But do we need regulators to tell me, no, Rob, if they say they're not tracking you, they're not tracking you. Do we want regulators in this industry? seems like everything's regulated, right? Do you want information to be regulated? We've seen companies do bad, like Uber, when their data was hacked. They tried to pay off the hackers and not tell the customers. We saw Experian hacked, where we saw insiders sell shares of the company before the story hit big, the, you know, big credit bureau, which handles your credit scores, just handed your credit scores over to hackers. So Facebook gets into trouble because one thing about, and this has always been a kind of a damnation game for Apple and for Google, when you have that app store, Steve Jobs probably fantasized about a world where the only apps made were Apple apps, so that you can control everything. But once you open it up to outside developers making an app, let's say like Pokemon, Pokemon, Pikachu, and that developer is paying Apple 30% of its transactions, Pikachu, or 15% of their transactions if it's a, a hit company like a, a 
on Netflix. Every time you download the Netflix app, if you download it on Apple iPhones, Apple's getting a cut of your subscription. So, but that's when it starts getting dangerous because Apple will tell the developers, hey, we've got a new phone coming out. Here's the, the specs. Here's the size. We need you to have content ready for the users. But we also need you to keep secrets and not tell anyone that here's the new size phone. But we also need you to have the updates on a regular basis because we want the quality. But, oh, you want the data? You can keep the data. <laughs> Whoops. Kind of thing, right? So, and that's an oopsie whoopsie, so to speak. And uh, you know, we have a basic responsibility trick. to protect people's data. And if we can't do that, then we don't deserve to have the opportunity to serve people. Well said, Mr. Zuckerberg. Um, so he's trying to get in front of everything at this point in time as far as protecting data. But again, it, it also comes down to you. How much of this information do you put on your computer? Um, I'm embarrassed to say that I've got a work computer that, you know, buried deep in files is a list of passwords that my work computer scanned my computer and said, you've got a list of passwords on your computer. Do you want me to protect that for you? I'm like, um, I've been busted by a computer, a smart little computer, a sexy little minx of a computer who happens to be looking at all my documents. Turn around is fair play there, Google. But uh, I don't know. Just throwing that out there for you. Elon Musk did something that's very Elon Muskian. Ah, <laughs> uh, Musk. Black Panther Musk. Three, three out of four right, times right, it works right, 75% right. of the time. Three out of four times it works 75% of the time. So Tesla, Elon Musk did something kind of Elon Musky, like I said. He introduced a new pay plan for himself. It's just approved by Tesla shareholders. Let's just say that he's not shy. Um, it incentivizes the company to grow bigger as far as market cap goes. And when you're Tesla and you're doing, you know, um, large scale, you know, electrical uh, transmission grids, solar systems, battery suppliers, like you're doing all sorts of rocket launches and new cars and new trucks self-driving but so the new stock plan kind of incentivizes him to incentivize shareholders to buy more shares of the stock because he's not getting salary he's not getting cash bonuses um, he's getting stock so 12 tranches of it overall in stock options awards so uh, currently worth $535 million, the first $1.69 million shares given to him, um, which if it vest would give him $53 billion in market cap. And it's just like, whoa. He just did that, didn't he? Um, at present, stock options could be worth $6-plus billion, easy, easy, depending on which tranche he gets and when he gets it. Not too shabby. World's richest man, or one of the world's richest men, will continue to be one of the world's richest men. <laughs> you can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for 
for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I got an interesting question recently. Is a turnaround possible at GoPro? And I can tell you that I don't know. It's off my radar right now. And that's both a good thing and a bad thing, in my opinion. Um, I think we are in for an economy that is going to rapidly change based on tax cuts and based on higher interest rates and potentially based on things like trade wars. When I look at the economy at this point in time, I'm not going to say I'm nervous. I'm going to say I'm a little anxious. The Federal Reserve officials see a stronger U.S. economy, and they signaled yesterday that would mean a slightly faster pace of interest rate hikes in the coming years. In a conversation that sounded both dovish and hawkish at different times, the Federal Reserve chairman talked about raising interest rates. If tax cuts go well and money flows to the consumer and the consumer says, you know what, I'm going to go spend, the economy gets hotter. And Fed Chairman Jerome H. Powell made a move to raise interest rates for the sixth time since starting this move that should help tame inflation and tame growth ever so slightly. Now, this is super important because interest rates are tied towards your credit cards, your car loans, small business loans, home equity lines of credit, um, tax cuts, solid job gains that could boost income and confidence and spending, right? If you have a little more income and you have a little more confidence, you may say, you know what? I don't need to get no stinking Chevette. I'm going to go get the Corvette. Fire up the Corvette. We're going to Stockton this weekend. I know you're saying, that doesn't even make sense. Oh, it makes sense. It's not me being the mayor of Stockton that makes sense for it. So a number of Fed officials brought up U.S. trade policy during the central bank's meeting yesterday. And again, I listen to these things, so A, you don't have to. But B, I could kind of see what's got people thinking what could go wrong. Because I look at this economy right now, and it's just like, you know, going to college. It's like your, your good buddy gave you a beer. You and your girl had a good weekend together. The football team won this weekend. Everyone was in a good, romantic, happy place. They're young. They've got no debt. Well, we've got school debt coming up. They're young. They've got a future. Well, not really a great future if you look at how much you know, millennials are making, all things considered. But they're young. It's good times. So the Fed can kind of zap that a little bit, right? With a, a sapping of the economy. But, yeah, right now things are pretty good. So... Um, so we watch these kind of things. The unemployment rate sits at 4.1%. It's projected to decline to 3.6% by the end of 2019. And you know what? That's crazy. What I don't like about that is, and this is just the simplest way of explaining a, a complex business term idea concept with you, is I'm a much better looking male to the female apes when unemployment's at six, seven, eight, nine percent and I have a job, but when unemployment's at three point six percent and everyone does, the potential suitors may look at others and go, Oh, oh, you have a job and a six pack ab. Uh, oh 
So there's a supply and demand thing that goes on, and I look at it as almost as good as it can get right now. And the Federal Reserve is telling me it can get better by the end of 2019. So the unemployment rate hasn't been that low since 1969. Projected economic growth in 2019 was bumped up from 2.1% to 2.4%, which is pretty anemic considering how much debt we're creating with our tax cuts. And just with our government. You know, if I could be fair, just how much debt we're creating with our government. Um, so the Fed Reserve is watching a little bit of inflation. And this is, to me, the story of 2018. And it's still, you know, you could probably say, you know, it's early or it's it's mid or it's late. We've had a nine-year bull market. And we've had the Federal Reserve work through Greenspan, Bernanke, Yellen, um, and now this new guy, Powell. And, you know, the Fed officials didn't raise too many alarms about uh, market gyrations, but they're paying attention to it. And again, I think this is going to be the year that you put the frog in the pot, in the spaghetti pot, in the lobster pot, and you raise interest rates once and frog doesn't notice. You raise interest rates twice, frog doesn't notice. Sometime around interest rate hike six is when frog starts to go, it's getting a little warm in here. And that's our economy. So at what point in time do we raise interest rates too much? Because it is kind of, it's kind of a Goldilocksian paradox. You're not going to win. It's not going to happen. You're, you're not going to get the perfect mixture of a perfect economic scenario of low inflation, uh, moderate to good growth forever and ever. So I'm Rob Black talking money, investing and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Where investors rule. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.